This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. Do stay tuned to find out how you can get 25% off of your pro membership. Happy season two finale, everyone. Woo! I thought it would be quite good to use this episode to promote other shows that are coming out over the summer months. What is something valuable you have learned since starting a podcast? God, it's going to get cheesy. Here we go. It's a season finale. Cheesiness, baby. Right then, folks. All right, love. What will it be? Happy season two finale, everyone. Woo! Although I keep calling it season because I'm used to American shows being like season one, season two. Mm. But in this country, it's series one, series two. It is. I I never know. It's it's just annoying. I always think in my head, a series sounds far more like a TV recorded program for some reason. Yeah. It's just how, how it is planned out in my little head. Well, this is the second finale of a second batch of episodes basically we're taking a break after this and then we're coming back in a few months time bigger and better than ever i need to stop gesticulating with my left arm because i've pulled a fucking muscle in it ow and before anyone makes a rude joke i'm right-handed so it's not because of that because of working out so david have you been wanking Oh, dear. Uh, sorry. I, have you ever seen the series Two Doors Down? No. Uh, well, wasted on you then, because there's a little bit in that where they ask, have you been wanking? And I don't know why, but me and my entire family reference the fucking quote maybe twice a week and have done for the last probably three years. So, What yeah. a weird thing to ask your family members. Have you been wanking? Well, especially as they've got a daughter that lives at home. That's it. I mean, my brother doesn't, so... There's no opportunity to ask him if he's been wanking. Um, oh, God. Oh, why does it always have to take this turn? I, I, I no more want to think about... Oh, Jesus. Welcome back, yeah. everybody, to Two Actors Walking <laughs> to a Bar with your hosts, Scarlett and Dave. That's the most... That's the closest you're going to get to a proper intro on this podcast. Hooray. <laughs> we are, of course, two actors. And this is the thing about actors. We've both been professional actors, not for that long. You just mm-hmm. over a year, me three Four years? Mm. It'll be four years this summer that I started professionally. But I know that actors tend to be quite low in on in the pecking order, in the food chain. Unless you're a big Hollywood movie star, us actors are seen as quite low. But what I learned this week, or at the time of recording last week, I learned that us actors are so low down on the food chain, we're lower than Prince Andrew. At least Uh. going by the standards of a particular journalist in The Sun newspaper. Any international listeners listening, The Sun newspaper is... Well, the newspaper, it's not in the conventional sense. It's a load of shit. (laughs) Hateful rag. Our comments that we got on our Twitter feed about this, mm. <laughs> referring to the sun. But I just want to read an extract from an article. Bearing in mind, this is relating to Prince Andrew. You know Prince Andrew. He was, well, he's he's one of the Queen's sons, but he was also best mates with Jeffrey Epstein. You might have heard of Jeffrey Epstein. He was a prolific paedophile and child sex trafficker who had lots of famous friends, movie stars, royalty, such as Prince Andrew. I'd, some of you, we've talked about it on the show, The Crown by Netflix. It's about the royal family and shit like that. And people were up in arms about the last season going, could you tell people it's fiction? because we don't like them to know that we treated Diana badly and shit like that. But anyway, so 
allegedly, according to the Sun newspaper, the production company behind The Crown are having a bit of trouble in casting Prince Andrew in their upcoming fifth and sixth season slash series of The Crown. And this is a little extract from the article. Producers of the historical drama The Crown, Left Bank Pictures, have resorted to advertising the role on Spotlight, a job website for out-of-work actors to play the Duke of York, now 61, in his mid-30s to early 40s, (laughs) insisting it's a very good role. So in an article about Prince Andrew, us actors on Spotlight are seen as lower than him. That's how low we... This is what we're up against, people. We're worse than Prince Andrew, according to a quote-unquote journalist from The Sun. Not only, I suppose, is Spotlight the most highly regarded, most professional Mm. network there is for actors. So they obviously haven't got a fucking Scooby what they're talking about. Left Bank Productions have said they're not struggling. It's common practice to put roles on Spotlight. They've not resorted to it, as the (laughs) Sun says. And also Spotlight posted a statement on Twitter kind of calling out Mm -hmm. this article and telling them in a very nice way, fuck you. But one thing I really find funny about this article from the Sun... Uh, Again, take it with a pinch of salt of whether this casting source is real. But it's just a fun quote. A casting source said, Prince Andrew is one of the most unpopular members of the royal family and wannabe stars aren't exactly queuing up to play him. It's not the sexiest role and is unlikely to set a Hollywood career alight. However, it might work for a real scene-stealer character artist. If my agent's listening, sign me up. (laughs) It's not the sexiest role. (laughs) <laughs> unlikely to oh, set a Hollywood oh. career alight. Oh boy, thought, where do I sign? A few months back, we had a conversation about castings, didn't we? Mm. For um, the role of uh, murderers and their other halves. Like one of the people David was potentially going to get the role as in a historic reconstruction thing. Well, one, you didn't actually look very much like him at all. But it No, almost... but I was a bit insulted by it. Yeah, I was like, it, hang on, a... why have you cast me as this guy? I didn't get the part. It sort of borders on being insulting, doesn't it? <laughs> so anybody that has their agent come through to them and be like, Prince Andrew, 30 to 40, <laughs> what do you reckon? I, I don't know one person, unless you're a massive fucking Prince Andrew fan and an advocate for paedophilia. I can think of one person who is, but she's currently in jail awaiting trial. Awaiting trial? I'll say that again. She's currently in jail awaiting trial. Fuck me, I can't say it. The joke is... <laughs> The punchline's Ghislaine Maxwell. That's what I was going to say as someone who's an <laughs> Andrew fan and whatever. Fuck me. Thank you to friend of the show, Debbie Honeywood, for making us aware of that fucking dreadful article from The Sun, putting us <laughs> actors below Prince Andrew. Nobody wants to be below Prince Andrew, let Ooh. me tell you. Yuck. But if uh, Left Bank Pictures are listening, fuck it, I'll, do- <laughs> I'll play him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, you, I'll go for it it'll be it'll be probably look more like because he careful have you watched any of the crown only the first episode the i don't know what the actor's name is but he was in the durrells if you which who are you talking about the one that played charles in the most recent series he made me absolutely detest prince charles just by pretending to be him but if prince andrew looked anything like prince charles which actually i don't think he does you would make a good brother because you look quite like that actor that plays prince charles in the charles diana series but in like the um the the fifth and sixth series charles i think charles is being played by dominic cooper do i look Mm. no not dominic cooper dominic um west that's it dominic west going to google him now Ooh, don't recognize him 
Do I look like him? Could I play his younger brother? Mm, you'd have to chop your hair off again. Oh, no. You don't want to blow smoke up your ass or anything. If you're but, going to um, say I look like Prince Andrew, that's definitely not blowing smoke up my ass. <laughs> I'll tell you what, no, I'll tell you I what, I'll, going go, to. I'll play Jeffrey Epstein in season five and six of The Crown. I'm sure he hangs around there loads. That'll be a role that will garner some attention. Oh, God. Anyway. Where the fuck is this going? Well, we had a uh, an idea. It's our season or series finale, whatever you want to fucking call it. I don't know. If you're an America season, if you're an England series, if you're anywhere else, oh, I don't know. Why are you listening? Collection of episodes. Why are you listening? I don't know. Why did I say that? I I, I'm I'm very tired. My arm hurts. Oh, it's all a too thing. Too much scuffing. Scuffing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even that drunk. Well, this is my third drink. I had two before we started. Say it. Yeah. Oh my god. How many are you on? Ten, but I'd imagine but the way you were acting at the start before we even started recording, dancing around your living room, throwing shorts everywhere. Living room. That's it's not your living bedroom. room. It's your bedroom. You live in it, don't you? I've I've the, had my first sip actually, and that is all. One moment, please. I can hear my girlfriend shouting downstairs. This might be another Gia cameo. <laughs> Everything all right? Our intelligent, loving dog tried to eat her own paw and choked on it. Gia, I'm recording a podcast. Do you mind? Can you stop eating parts of your body, please? Maybe she touched her punch bag thing at the back with one of her claws and it made her heat. I'm sorry, her punch bag thing? What do you call it? That wiggy thing at the back of your throat? <laughs> do you know the technical term? <laughs> I'm guessing biology wasn't your strong suit either at school. Oh, David, what do you think? <laughs> Uh, she was an English drama girl because all she could do was chat shit. And now she's got a podcast. Here we are. It's gone full circle. <laughs> but you're the people listening. <laughs> why are you listening? Email and find, let's find out why. <laughs> all right, then. Anyway, smarty pants. What is the punch bag at the back of your throat called? Um, that's a good Googling. Googling. He's Googling, everyone. No, because what Just I'm going to do aware. is I'm going to edit it. So no, you're not, <laughs> I'm gonna you little bitch. <laughs> make myself look like I'm not doing that. There's tonsils in it. No, no because of the, the floppy thing at the back. <laughs> floppy thing. The, like, the clitoris of the throat. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, all this has to stay in now because of that one line. <laughs> it's really funny. Uvolva. <laughs> Uv, uv, uva, no, not Shut vulva. up. Uvala. 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 The flesh that hangs in the back of your throat helps you swallow and speak. I also did badly in science. I, I once in, I can't remember what, what was it? Was it chemistry? I don't know. It's one where you had batteries and shit like that. And we were creating circuits and whatnot. And I didn't know mm. what I was doing. So I copied the pair next to me. And I connected some stuff, and my science teacher saw it, and apparently what I was doing was very bad and could have caused, I don't know, maybe an explosion, who knows? And she took me out of <laughs> the room and shouted directly in my face, do you even have a brain? <gasps> and I was just like, I was copying the guys next to me. But that science teacher, she had fucking dreadful teeth. And I know they were right in my eyes. It was quite terrifying. What was her name? Oh, cut this. Mrs. Ah, oh, her! <laughs> she was still there when I was oh there. God. Really? She must be like yeah. 110 by now. 
Sounds like you weren't that great at science either. I got nope. really shouted at once and written in my planner and everything. Did you have a planner? Yeah, we had a homework planner that you had mm. to get signed. And We were doing this project. In it, we were sent emails that we had to, like, analyse. It was about this wolf boy who had gone feral or something. Anyway, this woman called Sarah was emailing Pause. us and calling what? What, less, what class was this in? This was English. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. It was like history. We're learning about wolf boys today. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> this woman called Sarah was emailing us and she was referring to us as babe and sending kisses. So, being the devil's advocate that I have been since popping out of the womb, um, <laughs> I uh, I put my hand up at like the tender age of 12 or something yeah. and asked, Miss, if she's calling us babe and sending kisses, does that mean that we bat for the other side? Oh Why? God. Why did I choose to ask such a question? Innocent twelve-year-old like, question before people get all—I don't know—cancel culture on us. <laughs> to be fair, she was cancel culture before fucking cancel culture. <laughs> she was like, "Get out now!" I was like, "Holy mother of God! What have I done?" I was talking about baseball, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like. Whoa, shit, she flipped her lid. I thought, actually, at the time, and that's how naive you are at that age, and you think you're so fucking grown up, I thought batting for the other team was, like, a polite way of saying lesbian. I thought she'd tell me off for saying lesbian. But in actual fact, completely the other way around. But she was like, that's completely inappropriate. Why did you feel the need to ask that? And I was like, don't know, love. I was just looking for a reason to open my mouth. <laughs> I can fully believe you actually said that to her. 12 year old Scott. I was like, all right, fucking no, love. I just missed the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Was, but I'm hearing you yabbering on. So I was like, this lesson needs a bit of scarlet. Uh, <laughs> well, people were fucking falling off their chairs. You name it. So mission accomplished, honey buns. <laughs> But yeah, she was like, give me your planner. I'm going to have to write this down. I want you to show your tutors and your parents need to see this as well. Because obviously you were made to get your parents to fucking sign yeah. it every week, weren't you? Your parents probably found that fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to lie. They were like, what possessed you? And I was like, I don't know. The little old Scottish woman inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> Does it mean she bats for the other side? <laughs> Again, it's just, you do stupid shit as a kid, don't you? That you wouldn't even consider doing the older you get. But at the time, you think, this is the funniest fucking thing anyone's ever heard. Right there, miss. After the same again. So, we had a theme for this episode, I guess. Well, I... Oh, fucking hell, I just smacked the pop guard on my microphone. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with me today? I feel all, just, I don't know. I don't actually know what's going on. I'm not even that drunk. I just, oh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just sad that the podcast series is ending and it'll be ages till we, Aww. well, I say ages till we talk on the podcast again. We're rehearsing together with Blythe Spirit in less than a month. This month even. You so. can't get away from me that <laughs> yeah. easily, Dave. <laughs> but here's an epic Dave segue coming your way. Mm. I guess that rhymes. Um, we've talked about Blive Spirit on the show. We've promoted the work that we are doing over the summer. Blive Spirit, Black Box Theatre Company, 2nd of June to the 18th of July, touring across the south of England. Look on the website to find out where. I thought it would be quite good <laughs> to use this episode to promote other shows that are coming out over the summer months whilst we're away. The first email we got was from David Bloom. 
bam, we're going in with the big one. The musical phenomenon returns. Tony and Olivier Award winning show returns to the heart of Victoria, supporting the area's cultural recovery. An iconic musical seen by over 10 million people in London alone, celebrating its 15th anniversary in the West End. Wicked. It's a little show. You might have heard of it. (laughs) Tickets on sale, 10am, 17th of May, 2021. Performances resuming on the 15th of September, 2021, including Sunday matinees. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Holy smoke. I'm really selling it. But yeah, Wicked's coming back. That's the thing. That's the show. I've never actually seen it. I've never seen Wicked. I, Everyone listening, remove the bottom of your jaws from the floor. I'm sorry. I've just never seen Wicked. I've never had the chance. I'm sure it's great. Do you know what? If I didn't have a show, I'd be setting my alarm right now for May 17th. Getting them tips. Yeah, I don't think... I want some tangible fun. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, the 17th of May is when we start rehearsing Blythe Spirit. And it might be, you know, a bit cheeky of us to just say, we're probably mm. starting at 10am as you know well. What? We're busy. <laughs> Chris, do you mind if we just um uh, just sit in a queue online to get tickets for Wicked, please? <laughs> While we're supposed to be doing a show, we've only got two weeks rehearsals for. But, you know, you understand, right? We should do that. Podcast away day. <laughs> Pick a musical, any musical. We're going to London. Have you seen a musical on the West End? Only Greece. Oh, what was that like? Uh, it was very good, except for the seats. The seats were shit your pants scary and the gods I thought I was going to die, <laughs> fall to my death and be impaled on somebody's light up stick or something. I don't know. <laughs> fiber opt- fiber op- How do you say that word? Fi- fiber optics. Fiber optics, yeah. Yeah. Any broadband companies looking for voiceover actors for their upcoming adverts, Scarlet's available. <laughs> Might need a few takes to say it. Yeah. I saw The Commitments uh, at mm-hmm. the West End, which is in the theatre that I think the Harry Potter plays are in right now. I say plays because right. there's two of them. It's two parts. I don't know. I've been told I should probably see the Harry Potter plays. My girlfriend's seen it. She knew someone that was in it as well. Uh, um, a few of my friends have seen it as well and said that it looks good. The plot, I don't know about that, but apparently the, the actual production design of it is really good. So I'm sure that's coming back too. But you know what? The guys from the Harry Potter play didn't email us to tell us. So they're not getting as much publicity as Wicked is. Did I mention that Wicked tickets go back on sale 17th of May? Yes, I did. But I'll mention it again because they took the time to email us. (laughs) Wicked is now my new favourite West End play. (laughs) I've never even seen it. I've never seen it but I friggin' love it. I'm going to paint my face fucking green. And in case anyone didn't know, it's at London's Apollo Victoria Theatre. I can't think, I have not, have you seen any, so you've not seen any big powerhouse musicals? I'm thinking Mamma Mia. Oh, the, I'm thinking The Lion King. The big I'm ones thinking... that basically open in London and stay there forever, yeah. basically. Um, oh, I have. Sorry, I've seen Motown the Musical, which was fucking amazing, but it's oh, not nice. there now, so cry. No, I haven't. I think the only musical I've seen in London is The Commitments. I tend to go, if I go to London, I tend to go to see like see a play. plays. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm way outweighs musicals. And not because I don't like them, because I don't know. Everybody's got to have a dose of cheese. Mm. And that's why David's on the podcast. <laughs> um, 
frankly, and I've got lots of friends and colleagues and stuff, or ex-colleagues, who can't wait to chuck their money at another musical on the West End, but it just isn't even, like, an inclination in my head. I'd much rather go and see Fringe Theatre. I'd love to spend, like, a week in London seeing all of the West End shows. Unfortunately, I'm not made of... I'm not literally made of Mm -hmm. money, which is the problem. Yeah, that's... um, I'd love to see Lion King. I'd love to see Wicked. Because everyone tells me I should see Wicked. And it's one of those, like, cultural phenomenons as well. And In fact, I know one of my friends, her sister-in-law, has played the Green Witch, Elphaba. I don't know how oh, okay, how yeah. that how those connections haven't led to me seeing the show for free. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to see them when and if they come out of London and go to Southampton Mayflower. I, I love a tour. <laughs> Hannah and I saw Six, the musical, when it was on tour. Mm. And we saw it when it came to Chichester Festival Theatre. But it's a bit, shall I say, a little bit raunchy. A bit modernised in terms of music. There's a bit of raunchiness there. and uh, (laughs) Sexy sexy David and Hannah. Well, and and my granddad. Oh, wow. Yeah, interesting. So it came to Chichester (laughs) Festival Theatre. Now, Chichester (laughs) is, you know, a bit, bit, you know, a lot of uh, old people and members there. I remember we, we went and saw a play there about... I think it's about C.S. Lewis starring Hugh Bonneville. And it's very, you know, very, very drama. A lot of the old people will like it. Very like, yes, very marvellous, marvellous drama type thing. And then Six Musical Call. Musical Call? Six the Musical <laughs> comes to like, bam! Basically, my granddad wanted to take me and Hannah to see a play there. And he was suggesting we go and see Macbeth. Hannah was like, she didn't want to see Macbeth. She'd seen several productions of it. She doesn't want to see it again. There wasn't much else on. But we saw that Six was in the um, in the listings at Chichester. And I remember being at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival when Six was there. But we missed our chance to see it because wow. fucking everyone was and you couldn't get tickets. <laughs> and I was absolutely gutted at the short time I was at Edinburgh. I didn't get to see Six. So I was like, I really want to see this. And I said to my granddad, it's a historical musical. It's about... Henry VIII's, you know, six wives. And he was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And I thought it would be quite a, you know, a bit of an alternative musical, but still quite medieval. No, it wasn't. And <laughs> I, I just remember watching it and there's a lot of double entendres in that show. And just remember sitting next to my granddad, in his man in his 80s, Aww. and just thinking, I really hope some of this goes over his head. And it did. But at the end, I asked him, I said... Um, how how was it? And he said, I like the harmonies. It wasn't the Royal Marine Corps band, though, was it? <laughs> and then the great thing is, at the very end, we were by the lifts and there was this older woman in a wheelchair. She looked quite posh, looked like a countess or something. And she was talking to my granddad. And she says, well, it wasn't the Royal Ballet, but I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> like brilliant <laughs> uh, it was a it was a great show i don't think it was suited for that for for the majority of people that go to chichester but it was a packed house and everyone's having a whale of a time and i want to take my sister to see it it's such a good show divorced beheaded died divorced beheaded survived and just oh. for you tonight we're divorced beheaded Live! I am available for the West End and Touring <laughs> Productions of Six, the musical. <laughs> uh, what a beautiful rendition. Anyway, would you like some more shows? Give me more shows. You said you liked a little bit of a fringe type theatre. Mm. This is an email we got from 
Marie Eleanor Nash, The Cloak of Invisibility by Antondre Productions. It's running from the 1st till the 5th of June at the Space Arts Centre. Bit of a blast from the past for me because the Space Arts Centre is where I met Hannah, believe it or not. (gasps) The Place of Romance. It's a great little theatre on the Isle of Dogs. I got to know the Space Theatre because they started running this competition or this event called 28 Plays Later. And I remember on the third year, I was at the Space, because we all met up afterwards for like a meet up and we got to read some of the plays and stuff and um i was at the space with my friend sam bridgeworth and hannah walked in i remember her walking in and this is about 10 10 30 in the morning and she saw me and sam with a pint in our hand looked at us and went brilliant <laughs> got a pint and sat with us said i can tell i'm gonna like you guys and that's how we met Aww. it was love at first pint Yeah, so The Cloak of Visibility is an exciting and thought-provoking one-woman show exploring the pressure that many women feel to be seen to have it all. The play tackles rarely spoken about issues uh, with humour and compassion. Triggering content includes depiction of mental illness, scenes showing alcohol abuse, and scenes which involve discussion of miscarriage. Maybe don't bring the kids to this show, but it sounds like a really interesting show. And that's from the 1st till the 5th of June at the Space Arts Centre. Great little theatre on the Isle of Dogs. Oh yeah, this is definitely not a show for children because it involves adult language. Mm, uh. Not that there are any children listening to this. And if there are, if you're a family, you know, cuddled up round the fire listening to it, just walking to a bar, you're bad parents. Your children shouldn't be listening to this show. <laughs> we say c- on this show and i'm bringing it back for the season finale sorry mum i've had four beers that clear oh (laughs) take that out that's so mean (laughs) joanie kins won't be listening she dropped off months ago oh really your mum's not listening anymore (laughs) no what no she got fuck sick of the sound of her own daughter's voice (laughs) well she has to put up with it on a daily basis i suppose Another realm for your love. Saxons at Sutton Hoo, green children in Woolpit, smugglers at Sizewell, and Ed Sheeran by the Castle on the Hill. Suffolk is full of fascinating stuff, and I'm here to deep dive into it all. Join me, Emily Slade, and my guests every Friday as I look into the different areas of the county by the sea. From film to folklore, history to Haverhill, there's definitely something about Suffolk. Would you like another cheeky shout out for something that's happening this year? Have we got that many? We love a bit of fringe. We, we've, we've got fringes ourselves. We love a bit of fringe theatre. So shout out to the Bradford Fringe, returning from the 3rd of July to the 1st of August 2021. And uh, oh, I'm just looking on the website. Fucking hell, they've got Armando Yanucci in conversation. Fucking hell. He's like, if anyone that doesn't know, he wrote The Thick of It. He's one of the men behind Alan Partridge. Uh, Veep in America. He's done a load of films as well. Fucking hell. Thursday, 15th of July. I think they have a Blythe Spirit show that day. Oh, fuck. I mean, oh, well. (laughs) But yeah, um, check out the Bradford Fringe. And also, by that, there'll be loads of different shows on there as well. I love a Fringe Festival. I miss mm. Fringe Festivals. I was supposed to be in one last year, but unfortunately, COVID happened. I had somebody tweet me and 
I'm probably going to mess up some pronunciations here because this is to do with a show that appears to be from Wales. Shout out to Wales. Oh, Wales. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do a Welsh accent. Can you not? Oh, I can. I must have spent rather a lot of time with my head of year who was Welsh. I'm sure she would have been there when you were at secondary school as well. Who was it? She was a fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So this is by, this is a company... Theatre Lolo, but theatre is spelt without an E. I don't know, maybe that's mm. a Welsh thing. Uh, theatre Lolo. What, like Thatter? T H E A T R. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry, I thought you meant the E in the middle was gone as well. Hoof. H O O F. A magical adventure into the limelight. Three little deer make an unexpected discovery when they stumble across an old abandoned theatre in the woods. Investigating their new find, this cheeky trio quickly find themselves in spotlight and treading the boards for the very first time. Will the toe-tapping friends be able to bring the long-forgotten theatre back to life, or will the lights be turned off forever? Uh, so join Theatre Lolo this spring as they return to transform outdoor spaces into magical stages with our with their travelling theatre. As stages in Wales remain dark for a bit longer, Hoof is set to bring a little light back to the heart of your local community. Age guide, four plus years and suitable for all the family. And there we go. Outdoor theatre as well. That's fantastic. I know a lot of people Mm. are nervous about going back to the theatre and being in enclosed spaces. But we've got some open air venues. They're performing in Newport. Barry. That's in Gavin and Stacey. Barry. Barry Island. Island. Oh, my God. No, I can't. Barry Island. (laughs) It's the way he yells. I can't. I'm so sorry (laughs) if you're listening. Um... They're also in. We to offend them, David. They're also in Cardiff <laughs> and other places that I'm not going to try and pronounce. But if you go to. Oh, no. Oh, fucking hell. I've, I've been pronouncing their theatre name wrong the whole time. It's not Lolo. It's Iolo. That's an I. I'm so sorry. I'll have to include this in. If you go to Theatre Iolo, that's T H E A T R I O L O dot com. You can find out details if you're in Wales about how to see this show. Uh, it actually, it looks it looks really fun. It looks quite quirky and I'm all for stuff mm. like that. I'm all for just theatre that's for all the family where people just throw themselves into weird quirkiness playing a bunch of deer. Go watch it. It sounds like fun. Rather than war horses, we'll have Iolo deers. <laughs> <laughs> this one sounds quite interesting. Um, a company called... Jim Jam created an online choose-your-own-adventure physical theatre piece about the environment and climate change, and it's available through the Oxford Playhouse. It's called, oh God, I've got to try and pronounce this right, Anthropocene. So if you go to the Oxford Playhouse website, Anthropocene, the human error, Thursday, 22nd of April to Monday, the 10th of May. Holy shit. This episode comes out on the 6th. You've only got a few days left to catch this. Anthropocene. Bye, bye, bye. It dives into the mind of Megan, a young woman dreaming about her future in the wake of the climate emergency. Time is stretched and warped as she sits in her bedroom, staring down at a pregnancy test in a multi-choice adventure story inspired by Black Mirror's Bandersnatch and Gecko Theatre's Time of Your Life. Boom. And it's only 40 minutes long with no interval. So you've got all the time in the world to spare to go and watch this show. I want to shout out a few other shows as well, but I know people that are in them. So that's probably why I'm doing it. I've briefly mentioned on this podcast about my experience being in a production of Peter Pan. And in an episode of the podcast Foozled It that Scarlett and I guest on, which will be out in June, I think. I go into more detail about it. If you want to see a good production of Peter Pan, 
and head over to St Albans between the 28th of May and the 27th of June for the Maltings Theatre production of Peter Pan. I'm mainly shouting it out because we both know George Darling slash Captain Hook, Marcus Churchill. Great actor. Marcus. The saviour. Uh, yes. Um, Godlike creature that he is. Saved our bacon. It all started in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was ju- so it was during our production of 39 Steps back in 2019. But on this one weekend, our lead actor couldn't be there. So our director was filling in. But then he couldn't be there for this one performance. And it just so happened that Marcus Churchill, the wonderful man that he is, was coming down for that show. He was at home alone the night before the show, having a lovely time. Uh, his wife and kid were away. So he was, at, had the, he was in the bath, house to himself. And suddenly his phone rang and it was Chris <laughs> asking, could I ask you a huge favour? Could I disturb the bubbles? <laughs> and yet with less than 24 hours notice, Marcus was asked to cover for a performance of the 39 Steps. My parents came to see that and they'd also seen other nights of the show. Uh, and they fucking loved mm. Marcus. My mum thought he was hilarious. You did it, Marcus. That is, I remember him posting the following day about the actor's yeah. nightmare. He he lived it. He was there in the flesh. We all have scripts in hand because we're supposed to be playing characters that are mm. roped in last minute. So it's it was... Uh, are imitating life in this instance because Marcus has actually yeah, been roped literally. in. We were hurt. Do you remember? We rehearsed in my living room. Yeah, I remember. He's still never seen the show. He was hoping to come and see the show. <laughs> yeah. Have a nice relaxing <laughs> evening around mine and then do a play read through the following day. Instead, it was, you're coming down earlier. We're rehearsing in our living room. We're doing the show and then we're going to pass out at mine and then we'll do a read through the following day. <laughs> if I ever meet another uh. person that can sight read, like Marcus Churchill, then that will be a different old day because I just like, wow, hats off to that guy. That was some serious shit. I was genuinely mesmerised watching him in that performance because I was like, how the fuck? Didn't even slip on a line. He was so good. And he had the character down and everything. I was like, how the fuck is he doing this? It's nuts. And it was different. It was different to our lead as we'd Mm. known. It was different. It was his take on it. It was fucking fantastic. Like, it it was really good. So if anybody's looking to employ somebody with some serious professionalism and you don't want either of us, Marcus Churchill is your man. (laughs) Shout out to Marcus. I think he listens as well. In his toilet, isn't it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was listening to us while cleaning his downstairs loo and now he can't go in without hearing our voices. So salute (laughs) you, Marcus. Another one for you, sir. This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition is the revolutionary new website that helps actors to find a scene partner on demand through video chat for rehearsals and self-tapes and meet casting directors, agents and industry experts for auditions and general meetings one-on-one through video chat and earn money for rehearsing with other actors. But why are we telling you this, you may ponder? Well, ponder no more, because we've teamed up with the wonderful people of WeAudition.com to offer listeners of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar an exclusive discount on Pro Membership. 
I don't know why I went Scottish then, but what I do know is that if you use our code 2ACTORS25 at checkout, you'll get an exclusive 25% off your pro membership. That's the promo code 2ACTORS25, T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S 25. See, I wonder, and I've thought this, I probably just had a really dodgy zip noise then, but it's on my jeans, not, it's not my zipper on my jeans. Oh God, you just have to I didn't hear it, but you've explained it too much, so I have to keep it in fuck's sake so i was thinking about this the other day and obviously like you were saying people might be a bit nervous to go into the theater and stuff and so there is still stuff available to view online and what have you but if you're willing to go to a cinema i would actually consider that less cleanly of my list of cleanly things to do (laughs) during a covidious time um than going to see a show in a theater i don't know why I think maybe because kids might throw popcorn at you and be vile and snot on the seats and things, <laughs> whereas they wouldn't do that in a theatre. Well, I don't think. I guess it depends on what film you'll see. But then you have to go into that, even if you pick a sort of higher calibre, more grown-up film that children can't view, mm. they might have been in that same... What the fuck do you call them? It's been so long since I've been to the cinema. Screening. Yes. Somebody might have been in a screening for some sort of Pokemon Go film I or mean, something. I mean, I... Only hours before. I have to admit something. Hannah and I went to the cinema to see Detective Pikachu, starring Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. But foolishly, (laughs) we went during the weekend where there were children in our screening. Oh, my God. Do they need to shut the fuck up? As far as I remember, when I was a kid, I knew the cinema etiquette and had to be quiet during a film. But these fucking children, <laughs> no. When Mewtwo's being chased by some bad guys, they're like, no, don't you get Mewtwo. Go away from it. No, no, no. Like, Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch this serious film about Pokemon. <laughs> Pikachu's voiced by Ryan fucking Reynolds and Bill Nye's there. <laughs> and oh my God. And actually... <laughs> Uh, Hannah and I came out of that film. We did actually quite enjoy it. I can't lie. Me and Liam have seen all the Minions films, whether that be Despicable Me or Minions, um, in the cinema. Minions, The Rise of Gru coming out this year. (gasps) I probably will see that. I'm so excited. (laughs) And we were absolutely made up. If you've not seen Minions, fucking watch it because I'm going to spoil something for you now. But... Pause and go watch Minions. It's a very convoluted plot. You don't want to have anything spoiled. <laughs> I'd not seen the first one uh, when me and Liam got together. I don't know whether it came the out. The first what? Despicable Me? Yeah, just Despicable Me. But he had it on DVD. It wasn't his DVD. I think it was his younger brother. When we got together, we were 14 and his younger brother was just eight i think um so he had despicable me on dvd so liam was like well if you've never seen it do you want to see it and i was like oh okay yeah let's watch it together um it was either that or like the mummy uh that that was our go-to so we've watched despicable me and i fucking loved it i cried like a little baby (laughs) at the bit with the three little kittens um so they're sprung my love for Despicable Me. And And that's when Liam decided this is the girl I'm gonna be with for the rest (laughs) of my life. Oh yes. So obviously we saw Despicable Me 2 um in cinema and then we saw Minions and that is the right way around, isn't it? Yes it is. Yeah and Despicable Um, Me. And in Minions Well Minions is the prequel, so chronologically it's Minions first then. Yeah, very true. In the in the Despicable Me cinematic universe. 
Um, but the the villain, the baddie mm. in Minions was called Scarlet <laughs> Overkill. And then her fella comes out. And I mean, it's like set in the 60s, yeah. isn't it? But her bloke Herb comes out. He had sideburns <laughs> and, and, and a sort of mod style haircut, which Liam has adorned most of his teenage and adult life until <laughs> most recently. It's about us. <laughs> And it's absolutely not about us. I'm not that much of a cow. She treats her family like minions, I tell you. <laughs> Shut up, David. You're my only minion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I don't know where the hell I was going with that. How did we get onto minions? Oh, me and Liam obviously go and view children's films like Despicable Me, Minions, Secret Life of Pets. Christopher Robin, would you call that a children's film? There was fuck loads of kids there. I saw Christopher Robin with my mum. There were a few kids in the screening, but we just looked at each other at the end like, this film wasn't for kids. And we had tears in our eyes. It was, oh, it was yeah. such a beautiful... Oh, we cried. That's the only, like, Disney live-action remake, reboot that I like. If you're going to have a genuine connection, appreciation for one of those sort of Disney remakes, then it's probably because it was part of your childhood or something like that, yeah. or part of your child's childhood. But, like, kids that have never even seen Winnie the Pooh... Mm. Because I'm pretty sure it's not on any kids' channels anymore. So unless you've got Disney Plus or some sort of access to... It might be on the Disney Baby channels, to be fair. I don't know. God, I have Disney Plus. I just watch all of Winnie the Pooh. (gasps) I wonder if the TV series is there. The (laughs) Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my God. I remember that when I was a kid. I've been watching on Disney Plus. uh, Well, I don't know if you'd know about it. Have you ever heard of the TV show Dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been rewatching it. I remember it as a kid, but watching it now, I'm like, my God, this is actually a really intelligently written comedy for adults. Some of the stuff they tackle is fucking clever and funny. <laughs> and I, know, I I I looked into it and I read an interview with the creators, and they said because we had Baby Sinclair hitting the dad, going not the mama, we could get away with anything because they were like, yep, that's funny. The kid hits people. Do what you like. <laughs> He's also the voice of Baby Sinclair is the same voice. And puppeteer as Elmo. Of course. You can tell that. Kevin Clash. Yeah. I can do an impression of Elmo. It freaks Hannah out. It's very good. Maybe I could <laughs> do it maybe now. just pretend that Elmo's on the podcast because I can do it. <laughs> Come as a impression. guest. <laughs> Elmo loves two actors walking to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how I can do it, but I just can. <laughs> Elmo loves this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking well funny. After the same again, lovey. As it's our season two finale, I posted something out on Twitter about 30 minutes before we started recording, asking people <laughs> to send us in some questions. Ever the organised. So the first question comes from the Pod Cruel Pubcast, which is a great podcast about pubs. I should know because I was a guest on it a few weeks ago. <laughs> What's the maddest showstopper that you've had or heard of? Now, I don't. I assume this means something that's completely stopped a show dead. I've never been involved in the show that's had to stop. I've been involved in the show... Not been involved in one, no. I've been involved in the show that nearly stopped before it started. Uh, one of my friends that was in it, she went into anaphylaxis because she ate a salad that had sesame seeds in it that weren't properly advertised on the package. So we had to call the paramedics in. Luckily, she's she was absolutely fine and everything. But we were saying to the paramedics, what should what should she do? And they were like, well, she should probably go to hospital to be looked over. And she was like, 
well, I can't go to hospital. I've got a show on in about five minutes, so I should probably go on stage. And they were like, uh, we wouldn't recommend it. I said to these paramedics, well, if you want to uh, monitor her for the next um, <laughs> two hours, we can offer you <laughs> discounted tickets to come and see the show. We need the audience. But they they didn't take. They they had, you know, important things to do, like saving lives elsewhere. There's David selling <laughs> ice to an Inuit. Um, the only thing I know of has stopped a show... Well, actually, no, I don't know. They definitely did stop the show. My mum, as a kid, um, or like up until she was about 16, 17, danced. She was at the King's Theatre in Portsmouth. And as she was pirouetting off of the stage, uh, like a chain link or curtain track, some sort of chain in, like, it's a proscenium arch, Mm -hmm. isn't it? But in the theatre drapes came out some sort of weight in it. I'm not sure how it happened. I'd have to go and ask her, but I can't be asked to run downstairs. But it came <laughs> out and hit her on the head. Shit. Um, and just, well, it should have just knocked her out. Mm. It completely took her feet from underneath her, like just threw her to the ground, basically. Because I think she was probably about 14, something like that at the time. Um, and then she got back up, carried on pirouetting off the stage and then collapsed. Oh, wow. Um, she had to be taken to hospital and everything That's to make out. sure she wasn't brain damaged or concussed. I don't know that it stopped the show. I don't know whether they just carried on and let other people... Yeah, I know. She got back up. It must have just been the adrenaline. Maybe, yeah. Oh, well. There we go. That's that's some dedication, I'm telling you. We had a question from at the big Nick J. He's the host of the Gag on This podcast. Uh, He asked, most overrated actor and actress. This is a little bit close to the mark for some people of a certain age because I feel like everybody has their bond. Yeah depending on when they were born, but I'm not going to lie, Pierce Brosnan does not do it for me. I didn't mind him as Bond, but as Sam in Mamma Mia. <laughs> Awful. Well, I was thinking about him singing. Days, this is yeah. so hard to <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. SOS. <laughs> when you're gone, how can I even try to go on? I'd love to see <laughs> Mamma Mia on stage. I hated the film because I was like, because I, I, I grew up on ABBA because my parents were big ABBA fans. Uh, so when I saw Mamma Mia, I was like, really? This, it could have got guys that could sing. I heard Bill Nye was supposed to be in that film. He can actually sing. Get Bill Nye yeah. in it. I like Bill. I just, I'm a huge Bill Nye fan. <laughs> yeah, so I I'd, I'd love that film if he was in it. It was uh, maybe the first showing, I think. Mm. And it had a standing ovation after the film. After the film finished. And I'd never been in a cinema where that had wait, happened. Wait, wait, wait. Everyone what? stood up and started clapping. This isn't America. Nobody claps <laughs> in the cinema in this country. Well, they did at Mamma Mia in Abs- the oh, Odeon in Port Solent. Ow. <laughs> fucking hell. That's disgraceful. Uh, I really felt like at the time, I was quite a young teenager, I think. Um, I felt like I'd really been a part of something. How cheesy is that? But I was like, and my mum, especially, more so than my grandma, like, she just, that that is so not her to get up and clap at a screen. I've never <laughs> but, known that. I've, even well, she was, like, caught up in the, the fun of it all. <laughs> I don't like people clapping and whooping and cheering at cinema. Absolutely not. Some people clapped in the final Harry Potter film when I saw that in Eastleigh and I turned around and told someone to shush at one point because I was like did you really it was one person going (laughs) 
at the like 19 years later and I was like, shh, shut up. <laughs> you're, you're an arsehole. This isn't America. They, they do it in America. They cheer and whoop and do da da. It's like you see all the things on social media of like people, well, for starters, people recording themselves in the cinema during like the Avengers films. I'm like, why the fuck are you recording yourself? You should have your phone away. It's a cinema. That's why I probably never go to a cinema in America to see a big blockbuster. Maybe they clap at everything. Maybe they'll clap at Nomadland or whatever. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> You're such a killjoy, David. Anyway, what was the question? <laughs> Overrated actor and actress. Oh, yeah. I went with Piers Brosnan. Um, um, I don't know. I think I might go... I think I might go with Russell Crowe. Mainly because the films that I've been told to see that he's been in are quite overrated. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Gladiator. That film where he's at a drinking wine in the french riviera i think it's pretty dull i didn't get through master and commander i hated noah when he was noah and fucking ark <laughs> christ almighty god what a terrible film oh he's rubbish in lame is i can say that uncontroversially and time javert <laughs> hey we get to see the new bond film finally at the end of this year no mm. time to die oh this is when i offend people and get film buffs pissed off Go yet right again. Ahead. Time to get me pissed off. I watch Bond films because you have to. Um, <laughs> it's like an unwritten rule of being alive. You can't be a British citizen if you don't watch Bond films. It's part of the citizenship test. There we go. But... All the people I know that, you know, came over here from other countries, they had to watch all the Bond films in order to get their, you know, citizenship cards, say they're British. <laughs> they had to watch every single Bond film. Liam loves them. I'm pretty sure Liam used to dress up as James Bond just to go to shopping centres as a child. I'm talking tuxedo <laughs> with a gun holster. Um, I'd not seen any Bond films in the cinema until Skyfall. And... I just can't sit there for that long. I have the patience and the attention span of a fucking gnat. I was like, when will it end? The Skyfall's one of the best ones. Yeah, I know. I think it's just me. It, it's me. It's me. Otherwise, it wouldn't be as fucking popular as it is. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wee in the middle of a film. I feel like I'm missing it. But I needed to wee in that time, especially when you go and buy yourself a great big fucking Coke or something. It's like the size of both of your heads. <laughs> <laughs> both of your heads? You've only got one head. I'm a two-headed dog, David. <laughs> it's just the length of them that kills me. And I think that's what puts me off of other huge franchises like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. In fact, Harry Potter is sort of a bit shorter, but it's just because there's so many of them. Star Wars, yawn fest. Oh, goes on too long. I'm guessing you've not bothered to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, the four-hour cut. No, I haven't. Scarlett's looking at me like she doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I've not seen any Marvel films. Oh, Scarlett. No, that's DC, (laughs) not Marvel. Come on. Come on. (laughs) But I've not seen any DC either. All of it. None of it. Mighty. None of that stuff that you wear T-shirts about. (laughs) Do I have any idea what it, it means? I just know that superheroes exist and they're in comics and that is it for me. Brilliant. What about the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy? Have you ever seen any of them? Nope. Christ. <sighs> Here's when he asks himself on the <laughs> finale of season two, why am I friends with this girl? <laughs> and I'm questioning some things. Stay tuned to see if season three happens or not. <laughs> 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 Lost 
Last orders at the bar. Last orders at the bar. We have one more question that we were sent in. I say sent in. I was in the kitchen before we started recording. What the fuck is wrong with me? I can't (laughs) speak. Christ, am I even drunk? Or maybe I am. I don't know. What was that? Maybe I am. (laughs) Maybe I'm inebriated. (laughs) We had one more question sent in, but it wasn't sent in because when I was in the kitchen with Hannah, I was like, can you give me a question to ask me and Scarlett? And it's quite profound. I thought it'd be a nice way to end this episode and thus the end of season slash series two. This is from my girlfriend, Hannah, who was a guest on season one or series one, whatever you want to fucking call it. And she said... (laughs) She asked, what is something valuable you have learned since starting a podcast? Let's go with you first, Scarlett. Well, I think of what my answer is, even though that question was asked to me two hours ago. I don't know whether I'd say I'd learnt this, but I've embraced it to its absolute full. Mm. Because I think I I always wanted the podcast to be this way, but didn't know if once we actually started it, it would materialise quite that way. But being ourselves, Mm. as actors, more often than not, we are employed to do the exact opposite, not to be ourselves. God, it's going to get cheesy. Here we go. It's the season finale. Cheesiness, Um, (laughs) baby. Me and Dave clicked from the moment we met. Mm. Any of you that actually enjoy this podcast (laughs) and choose to tune in most weeks, every week. Why do you? (laughs) (laughs) Then, I don't know, I'm sure you'd love to be a fly on the wall to the conversations that you aren't ear to, because we are just, well, as far as I'm concerned, and I would like to say the same for you on your behalf, that we are absolutely just ourselves. And you have to be, otherwise you wouldn't get through it. And I know you might say that's your profession. (laughs) You're supposed to be able to be somebody else, actually. I think I know what you mean. You learnt that not to change yourself for another medium type thing just Mm, be yourself yeah it works us being us we don't have to be anybody else we don't have to put on a front we don't have to mimic what we think is funny we are fucking (laughs) funny (laughs) (laughs) to some people i understand we are an acquired taste in some's view but for the most part the people that listen I think they enjoy it because we are entirely ourselves. Mm. Nothing is filtered. It's just Scarlett and Dave being Scarlett and Dave. <clears throat> Woo! I'm out of here. <laughs> Drop the mic, motherfucker. I'm not dropping this mic. It's worth a lot of money. <laughs> it's a very expensive <laughs> mic. Um, I think what I've learned from starting the podcast is don't take the content seriously but take the production and the editing side of things seriously. So when we're Mm. recording, we're just having the fucking time of our lives and stuff. And I don't take anything of what we say seriously. When we have guests on, it's not like an interview. So tell us about the industry type thing. It's more just like drinking with people and having fun and shit like that. But like when Mm. it comes to actually editing, we are dead serious and, you know, making sure we craft off fucking weird ramblings and uh, our personalities <laughs> some sort of cohesive episode with a structure behind it and i think just being yourself and having someone that you can just click with why did yeah. i say why did i click and click say click 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 because <laughs> dave you bring the cheese <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that's probably what i've learned and also not to 
tailor it to anyone in particular. We could have mm. made this podcast and tailored it to a certain demographic, but I think it's like, but then we wouldn't be being ourselves, which is kind yeah. of what, where, the, where the magic happens, I suppose. There's a cheesiness for you, Scarlet. <laughs> there we go. I think as well, like we've said, people that haven't listened to this podcast think it's something completely different. Just I because think it's, it's scripted. Got, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just because it's got the listened. word actors yeah. in it, they assume they're acting or it's scripted or it's mini sketches or something like that. I suppose to some extent, Scarlett and David walk into a bar mm. But they happen to be actors. So you get both sides of that. Obviously, we reference our profession. But for the most part, it's just two mates having a laugh. And if you happen to have a laugh with us, then that just means we've done our job right. I say job. Mm -hmm. We're not getting paid for it. Unless you want to pay us. (laughs) My PayPal account is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think that's good advice for people that want to start up a podcast and i know especially in lockdown a lot of people have started up podcasts we're mm, one in the done thing yeah we're everyone's got a fucking podcast what is it especially with actors if you can't those that can't act teach and those that can't teach start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that should be our fucking motto <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should put that on a t-shirt yeah, you, you talk about Merch and walking wombs. No, that's what we need on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think not only is that an episode, but that's a season that's a... or series or whatnot. Can't believe it. That's it. We've done two series. We've done 21 episodes in total. And this is the 13th episode of this particular season. Lucky number 13. Mm. But we are coming back. Because we've booked a load of guests for the next, for the third series. And they'll be very disappointed if we don't get around to it. So, But yeah, that's the series. Check out all the shows that we shouted out, especially Wicked. I'm not just lobbying for a job on Wicked <laughs> at all. I can't, I don't know if I'm that good a singer. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, check out all the shows that we shouted out. Also, I should probably mention, check out The Winter's Tale, which is also coming to St Albans in the summer. I'll tell you exactly when, mainly because I know someone else who's in that as well. Um, Honestly, get to be Dave's friend because he will plug you until he's dry. Oh, God, that sounded (laughs) fucking dodgy. Check out The Winter's Tale, 24th of June to the 10th of July, 2021. There's a great actor in it called Sam Claridge, who's also part of the cast for Aop Hitler alongside the godlike Marcus Churchill. But if you can't get to St Albans, you can get to the Minac Theatre in Cornwall, 18th of July to the 28th of July. Boom. How amazing is that? What an opportunity to go there. That That's on a, that's like a little bucket list job for me, I reckon. Any other members of my Aop Hitler cast in shows? Why, yes, the guy playing Hitler is in Blythe Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention that we're in Blythe Spirit? Maybe just once or twice or 12 times. 2nd of June to the 18th of July. <laughs> right. But yeah, Thanks, Dave. We're in Blythe's... Yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> I completely cut you off. What are you still doing here? Go on, sling your hook. See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Sickers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.